All right. Well, let's have to hop into it. Mark, you ready, my man? Yep. Quick mic check. Can you guys all hear me okay? Yep. Sounds great. Awesome. Um, well, awesome. Well, yeah. Well, Mark, thanks for joining us today. So guys, Mark, like I said, he has been part of Royal Legal since the very start, and I will let him kind of give his his background and, and kind of dip into the topic. Um, but Mark is a good friend and a very he's, he's been very valuable to Royal Legal, so we're excited to have him here today. So Mark, give, tell us a little bit about yourself, bud. Yeah, so uh, I joined, I was a Silicon Valley developer for a while, and then Scott and I actually joined kind of way at the beginning when he had a part-time paralegal, and that was it. Um, and then over the past three years, uh, up till 2020, uh, we kind of put all the systems and processes in place for Royal Legal. I took care of the back end. He took care of the sales and marketing side. Um, so I'm pretty familiar with the business, but I'm coming at everything from a technical perspective, not a real estate perspective, not a legal perspective, right? Um, and now what I do is I help other law firms do the same thing. So basically, you can think of me as a growth consultant is what it is. I come in and I help streamline companies, organizations, uh, whether that's installing sales teams, marketing teams, hiring and training. And today, I think kind of what we were talking about um, with the Royal Legal team was just kind of looking at the hiring to scale up a real estate business. And actually, Chris, with the volume you're doing, I'm kind of interested in the systems that you've actually probably put in place to manage that. A lot of complexity there. But before we dive into uh, a presentation of any kind, I actually just want to kind of ask some questions if that's okay to kind of orient myself around what are the key problems for this group. Um, so maybe, uh, Megan, you might be better at managing how we do responses, but I'll, I just have a couple of questions. The first one is, what are, what are the goals that everybody's trying to work towards right now? Like, what are we trying to acquire more properties? Can you guys just give me a, a quick um, raise your hand if it's more properties or if you're fix and flips? How many properties do we have right now? Stuff like that. Yeah, and I think if you want to respond and answer these questions, just throw a reaction up and we'll we'll get you called. And you can type in the chat too. I'll be watching chat. Yeah. Okay, we got six short term, two long terms for Anthony. Gilbert, what about and you, is bud? Is that your goal? Yeah, ours is long term, but we got a fourplex and, and five small frame homes on a, on a two acre site. Okay, looking to buy more long-term. There's a 10 and two coming through as the goal. Okay, that's Anthony's goal. Chris, what about you, my friend? Honestly, as many long-term rentals as I can get my hand on. I just mm -hmm. want to build it and build it and build it and just have more and more income uh, from long-term rentals. I, I, I just eventually, I'll, you know, fix and flips are just so dependent on the market and, uh, you know, so more, more rentals. Okay. So based on what I'm seeing in the chat and this, it's looking like everybody's trying to acquire maybe the five to 10 range minimum. Uh, looks like a lot of long-term is what we're going for. Um, so then let's talk within that context, right? As being kind of the group goal, let's talk about the problems and challenges. What are the big things that are preventing you guys from doing that? And we already had, uh, let's, let's really focus on how to scale your time. We've already heard financing can be an issue, but Let's focus around like how do you personally manage your time and resources to get up to that number? What are what are the obstacles you guys are bumping into? Yeah, Chris, go ahead, bud. Well, I, I first want to say financing is one of the things that I, I used to have issues with uh, when nobody was really giving to fix uh, to uh, single families, but now 
I, I mean, people are tripping over to, to provide financing. I'm finding rates are still excessively low. I can go 30 year fixed, multiple properties at a time. And, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't say it's only because I have a lot of experience with it. It's, it's also because there, there's a lot of capital out there wanting to be placed. So if you're not finding it, uh, and the gentleman who said he's having a hard time, all I heard is him going to traditional banks. That's not where you need to go. I, it used to be that that was the only way to go to get a decent rates. And if you haven't done your first 10 yet uh, it, and want to get the lowest rates you know, with Fannie Freddie, great. But once you get beyond that, it's still, you know, 4%, 30-year fixed, very little fees, and you'll make it all up in less than five years. So I, you shouldn't have too much trouble. Um, in terms of, shoot, I forgot the question. <laughs> what challenges are you coming up on? You know what? It's just finding inventory with, uh, you know, house pricing being so high right now. Uh, it's it's finding realistic sellers um, in volume that I would say I'm, I'm having trouble with. And just to get this a little bit more specific on the hiring and training side, is that you're out there grinding through all of those uh, searching? Have you delegated that to people? What are the obstacles scaling that side of the business? I think that's that's an excellent question. And, and if you look at the questions from before, probably one of my superpowers is that I, I find that the majority of, of entrepreneurs think that they're unique and can't be replaced and often just wear every hat and have trouble letting go. I, I do not. When I created my business plan in 2010, I said 95% of the work has to be done by other people. Mm. And, uh, you know, if you find others who are good at what they do, but they're a smaller scale. And, and for me, uh, one of my, I, I have very good access to capital. Uh, you know, you can throw capital at somebody who's doing really well and really hungry and have that and empower them and let them continue doing what they do. And they end up doing most of the work for you. Um, I don't frankly have any employees. I have partners on the ground who do, uh, and they manage them and they take care of them. But I'm in so many different markets. If I were wearing all the hats and doing all the research, uh, I just wouldn't have enough time to do it. So I purchase other people's time. I don't know if that answered the question, but maybe a little bit. Yep, that's a good. I start. can get more granular if you want, please. Uh, well, let's just keep the survey going for a second here, Maria. I see finding properties again. Is that something that you're? trying to learn how to do yourself? How do I go out and find good properties? Or is that something you're trying to scale by hiring someone to help you find those? And then I see somebody else has got the hand up. That wasn't toward me, was it? I, I uh, no, I was talking to Maria in the chat. Oh, sorry. So feel free to just chat a response to. Um, so yes, yeah, so right now what I see is um, like I try to do my own research because I'm just starting out. And what I see is like, I don't see like the properties based uh, on what also Chris said. They're so expensive right now that when I run the numbers, I don't see a positive cash flow. So I can, because I would like to start uh, having a portfolio for passive income. Um, so then I'm debating between, okay, what should I do? Should I just go because um, buy, because in the long term, I'm just going to, um, get more um, equity on that house and then maybe uh, do some cash out from that and buy another one. Um, so that's what it's kind of stopping me. And also finding uh, a good team 
to start um, looking for, for example, realtors that would like to just go with me and, and take a look at properties that maybe they're not going to be like uh, really expensive. Um, so that's like the main issue. Paul? Yeah, I have two backshot questions for you. Um, our goals broadly are like everybody else. You know, we're trying to find a, a cash flow or a, attractive properties in the middle of a bad, a tight market. No, the backshot question number one is time logging. I've tried some of the online tools and the clockify I had for a while. And I end up going back to just plain pencil and paper and keeping some sheets by. The reason for that is because I think we're close to qualifying as real estate professional and I want to um, keep the, the time log to do that. Um, the second question is bookkeeping. Um, I've been using a product called Stessa, which is, I think, a subsidiary of uh, Roofstock, if you know them. Um, it's okay, but it's kind of uh, I, a lot of manual adjustments. You hook it to your mortgage banks uh, and to the one bank we have for the incoming receipts, but there's still a lot of manual adjustments. So I'm looking for some kind of a better approach for uh, bookkeeping. Okay, cool. And Megan, just remind me when, uh, what's the, when do I have to be done? So, you know, we typically talk for 10, 15, 20 minutes. Um, the, the hard stop is 1230. Okay. So that'll be fine. Then I just want to make sure. Yeah. Or one, one thirty is the hard stop. Okay. One thirty. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, cool. So things that I'm seeing are common problems are going to be finding the team to help whether, and that sounds like it's not just a team of outsourcers, but get my right real estate agent, maybe get my financing, that whole team, um, finding deals. Like, how do I find these deals if they're high priced? I got to do a lot of digging, um, time tracking, and bookkeeping. Are there any other problems that haven't been mentioned related to how we scale up? How do we get a team in to help us be more efficient? Yeah, Mark, I just have one. Just on the slowest point for me is just really the down payment portion of it. You know, and as it, uh, the more properties I've had it, you know, that accelerates, but just getting from like, you know, saving up for that first one and then kind of keep iterating it, that always seems to be the slowest part of the process, you know, because there is financing available, I think there's now and, um, you know, there are properties, even though it's tight market, but that, that's kind of the, you know, maybe if there's something on there too, okay. how to optimize that. All right. Um, and then really quick, so what, what solutions have we tried so far? So I see a lot of um, stuff. I see toggle in there as far as time tracking. Uh, some people have used toggle, which is a good time tracking app. Um, I see other people using spreadsheets. Let's just go through these one by one. So finding a team to help building out your team. Does anybody have really great tips on what we've used to find good real estate agents, good financers, good, whatever else there may be. If you've got a good tip, just throw it out. And then finding deals, any good tips? Uh, oh, actually, excuse me, we've got Chris, go ahead. 
Sorry, oh, we were just just throw out the ideas on chat, or were you asking for people to raise their hand? I wasn't really sure on Feel that. Feel free, however you want to do it. However, we're just doing uh, all collaboration right now, so. Yeah, so just a couple of quick things with realtors. I, you know, every area, if you look at, uh, you know, recent sales, you'll find that there's, you know, depending on the size of the area, one, two, or three uh, reps that just have a strong portion of the number of sales that are happening. Uh, in any area. I mean, and I guess that's the same for a lot, you know, the, you know, 80, 20 rule, but I, I find it's even more like five ninety five rule. It's just, you just see these same realtors over and over and over again that are either listing properties or selling properties. And if you can connect with one of them and tell them, Hey, look, you're looking for the ugly stuff, the stuff you have trouble selling, just give me a holler when you get a chance. Uh, you know, let me know what you've got. And if you build a good relationship with them, uh, they've already shown that propensity to find, you know, plenty of properties. You just got to find the right one and hook up with them. Uh, and on top of that, one of the successful strategies I had when I was really doing a lot locally was once I found that person, um, I incentivized them more than the usual uh, on, on, on moving a property. And for instance, when I was fixing flipping, assuming they were a good realtor, which they've already shown by having so many listings, um, I let them know if you bring it to me first before you even bring it to market. Um, I'll let you be on the flip side when I resell it, you know, that you automatically get that listing. Um, and then I had another one who actually got a percentage of the profit. Uh, so whatever way you can incentivize that particular reader, realtor to come to you first uh, and to stick with you can pay out more than anything else. I mean, it, it, it's gold. Excellent feedback. Um, keep typing in the chat if you've got any ideas as we go through these. Um, so as far as finding a team right now, Chris said, basically look for the high volume realtors in your area. That's going to get you into, I mean, those guys know what they're doing, right? Finding deals in the, in the competitive market. Uh, I see in the chat here, we've got, um, bigger pockets as being an option. They have a service that you can use. And the other option would be compensating that high volume realtor in your area. Time tracking, we've got toggle, clockity, spreadsheets, and bookkeeping. Um, I'm not sure if you guys have tried um, QuickBooks Online or Mint actually just offered a, uh, a real estate tracking um, service that they've got in terms of the bookkeeping. Any other ideas on any of those that people have used in terms of bookkeeping, time tracking, stuff like that? Okay, we've got Buildium for rentals. And Quicken. All right. Nope. Bench. Uh, but not a good option. So maybe not that one, huh? Okay, doke. So in terms of good tips, how many people right now, just raise your hand, are actually looking to bring someone in to help them? Let's let's divide the problem this way. How many people are trying to get your skill sets up so that you're better at finding deals? You're still developing your process. And how many people feel like you've got a really developed process and you're looking to hire someone in to help you now to scale up your your time? Um, 
And let's just all raise our hands if you are looking to hire someone in. Let's do it that way. Everybody do the reaction, raise your hand if you're looking to hire someone. Nobody's looking to hire? Okay. And then raise your hand, I guess, if um, you are not confident, if you're still working through your process and you're still just mapping out, how do I go out and find deals or how do I go out and find a real estate agent, uh, high volume agent? Okay, we got one, two, three. Yeah. And maybe Mark, we can talk about a little bit about when it would be a good time to hire from an outside perspective. Right, that's what I'm, that's what I'm thinking too. So we got quite a few people that are actually mapping out your own process. All right, good. You can put your, undo the hands. So then as it relates to hiring, what we're gonna be doing is, obviously everybody is working on their own, I shouldn't say everybody, but a lot of you guys are still working on your own processes. And then down the road, we may scale up to the point where you bring somebody in. Typically what you're gonna want before you bring hire anyone, right? Before we get into time tracking or any of this stuff, you're going to want to get your own process that you yourself understand inside and out. The founder always needs to go in and problem solve. If you delegate this to somebody else, the moment that person gets sick, the moment they step out, the moment they ask for a raise, you are now helpless. They have power over you, right? So the first step is you need to actually understand your process inside out, get a training course, whatever it is. As you develop your process, then we need to go into developing like a checklist, something that you can do. Did you do this step? Did you do this step, right? Step-by-step -step process. It doesn't have to be fancy. You can write it down on a notebook or something, um, but that would be the process that you want to develop. And the best way to do this from a, a training perspective is do it like a, a book report, right? If you're reading an entire book and you have to write the report at the end, that's kind of building up a bunch of work for you. It's very tedious. It's not a great option. Really what we're trying to do is write that book report chapter by chapter and keep it really light and easy. So just sketch down your process and then over time, go back and bump that up a little bit as you get things mapped out. Um, and then you'll actually be ready to hire right off the bat. Um, let's see though, really quick, the people that raised your hands on hiring, how are we doing on time? Almost 115. People that raised your hands on the looking or uh, on, on learning what your process is. Let's go into that just a little bit deeper what specifically are you trying to, what would your first hire be? Let's say it that way. Or what's the, what's the specific thing that you're trying to scale right now? Uh, feel free to type in the chat. Yeah, I, I think for us, it's really trying to, to replicate what we're doing in different markets with a team other than ourselves. So really building up um, a team that I, I, I wouldn't be looking at them as, as a direct employee, um, but you know, outside property management, outside vendors that um, we would trust to, to do work um, with us. You know, we're very hands-on with, with our, the, properties that are local that we manage directly. And so getting us into a different mindset of being able to delegate some of that and you know, trust a property management company to hire someone to, cut, to charge 150 bucks to fix a leaky sink or something is, is just tough for us to, 
to um, to get to a point that we're okay with. But obviously, it's not practical for me to fly to a different state to fix that kind of thing myself. Right. So yeah, and I see um, one of the questions here is what rolls to farm out? So are you guys even comfortable knowing the different components uh, of what you would want to standardize and, and process? So um, one of them would be the property management. How, how are we doing repairs, right? One would be finding deals. How do you find deals? How do you replicate that process into different markets? So how many people are, are currently trying to learn how to find deals better? Just raise your hand. Yeah, property management people. Okay, so four deal finding, five deal finding. Okay, and then keep your hand, oh, okay. Uh, you can put the hands down. And then really quick, raise your hand if it's around property management is the issue that you're struggling with. One, two, three, four. All right. Great. So um, in that case, the, I mean, the best answer really is going to be mapping out your process, right? So let's see, who was it that just, uh, Brendan? So let's, let's actually zoom in on this instance just so that we've got something practical to kind of more concrete to talk through you said you're trying to replicate your deal finding in different markets correct i i wouldn't say deal finding um i'd say okay. replicate a a business of of long-term rentals deal finding is is a piece of that but you know more important to us is to um is to to get experience with a property management uh, team and associated uh, tradespeople, where we want to get to the point where we're comfortable with a group of people so that we can move um, move more significantly. You know, so I'm I'm wanting to buy you know one or two properties in the area operate that, get it smooth. And then at some point, I want to do some 1031s and, and scale up um, you know, more significantly. But I need to get to a, a point of confidence that, uh, these, that, that there's uh, people that I can trust and, and work with. And you know, I can't scale that instantly. So I'd say that's, that's my big challenge. Just to hone back in on that then, so it's it's really, if you're in a, going to a different location, it's team building within that location. Okay. Yeah, I, th and I think that's fair. You know, look, deal finding in that new location is going to be important at some point, but it's that's not the primary goal at, uh, you know, at this stage. I guess finding okay. one deal to start with is, but... Um, you know, deals come and go, you know, building up a, a team is, is going to be pretty fundamental. Right. And then right now to build your team, what do you have that process pretty well mapped out? Do you have a good feel for that? Or are you still working on developing? How do I find the right people? Well, I've, I've done it twice, you know, in, in two different locations and 
you know, I still have a lot of uncertainty about it. You know, these, um, you know, the, the, the people we're working with in these other places are not clones of myself and the people we work with around here. So, um, you know, I, I need to, to, I need to figure out how to adopt some of the stuff that they do that is better than, than what I'm doing and accept some differences and, uh, you know, coach them and encourage them in, in ways where I, I think they can improve or where they need to adapt to, to help with my business. Now that's a, a little challenging because, you know, who am I to come into a, a property management company that, you know, is, is managing 500 properties and say, oh, well, I have two units, you got to do it my way, you know, um, and I need to be kind of realistic about some of that. Right. Yeah. So it actually seems, especially with uh, what Chris was saying too, a big component of this actually is real estate investors. You guys may not have direct employees or contractors under you. It's actually third party um, relationships that you're managing. Uh, that's going to be a big deal here, which is slightly different than the hiring side, but really important. And a big one, especially on the hiring side, when you do have employees or contractors, a big thing is thinking through incentive structures. How do I get this person to automatically do what I want them to do? Chris had a great tip on that, which is, you know, I can kick them back a little extra to get first priority on some of these properties. Um, find an incentive structure that works for them. Maybe bring them out to coffee, maybe whatever it is, right? Different people are going to respond to different things. Um, based on that, though, typically what we like to do from a hiring and training perspective you're going to want to map your process, even if it's a simple checklist, you don't have to go into crazy detail, but get a step-by-step -step so that you understand what you're doing uh, for a property manager that's fixing or repairing something, right? If you think about an Airbnb rental, every Airbnb provider out there has a step-by-step -step cleaning list that they need to come in and clean their property once somebody leaves, right? So we're doing something similar to that, except that we're doing it on a fix it side. We're doing it on these different tasks, right? But get your, get your ideal checklist set out. Then if you're working with a third party, um, you're going to get into negotiation, negotiation process. So you're going to want to talk to them through, like, here's what I would like you guys to do. Is this possible? And get feedback from them. Why don't they want to do certain things? What's their process? Can you meet in the middle, right? And then you can also get into the incentives and say, hey, I'd be happy to kick back extra. Now, one of the problems that Brendan's bringing up is actually, it's already pretty expensive too. Is that correct? So kicking back extra is going to be even worse kind of, or is it more so around, is it, is the concern around price or quality for both? So, so for me, quality is, is important. Um, you know, my, my comment on, on price, I would not say that's a, that price is the big problem here. It's just that they would do things differently. They'll right. call a plumber to go fix a a you know uh, a tiny leak rather than you know just going over and replacing a washer in a in a faucet or something. And I will do the the washer and the faucet if if I'm local to something and my repair costs me you know fifty cents. Um, but obviously, it takes some of my time too. And, and so that's, that's just kind of an illustration that there will be some stuff that'll be different that obviously needs to be different with these. You know, the property manager is probably not going to want to go spend, you know, 25 minutes to replace a washer. Right. Yep. That makes total sense.
Um, and I'm just skimming through our chat here really quick. All right, so yeah, what you're saying about the property managers, they're they're typically probably gonna offshoot things to the professional services. I mean, that's, they've got existing agreements. They're gonna wanna save their time and keep their, you know, the whole point about hiring and training, whether you're a property management business or a real estate investor, you really only wanna delegate things out that are slowing you down so you can generate more dollars per hour, essentially. So if you're really good at finding deals, you're gonna wanna optimize your time around that and stop fixing sinks, right? So that you can bump that hourly rate up. Uh, so a good thing that you may want to do, a lot of people are still developing your processes, but you're going to want to look into what's your effective hourly rate. You know, how much money are you actually making and what are your high value tasks? Run an 80-20 on what you're doing. What are the what are the 20% of things that are giving you 80% of the headaches, the things that you hate doing that demotivate you? Those may be worth getting off your plate just for quality of life reasons. It's going to ramp you up more. And maybe not. Maybe you don't have money to do that. The other thing is you're going to look into the 80-20 on what's generating the most revenue and look at how do I get more time to focus in on these things. Um, again, a lot of this may be around limited financing or, or whatever the case is, or you're just learning. So it may be a little premature to do that. Um, but that's typically kind of how we, how we attack a lot of these problems. Um, I've got a bunch of notes on the different tools and stuff. Okay. Uh, yeah, keep checking the chat because Liz is posting stuff in there. I've got notes on the tools that were mentioned for the time tracking for the QuickBooks. Um, is there any other specific questions, I guess? We're getting, I, it looks like I need to wrap up here pretty soon. And I don't know if we got super into it. It doesn't seem like hiring and training is really the problem that we're facing here as a group, though. But any other, uh, Chris, you've got a hand raised? Sorry, it takes a little time to unmute sometimes. I, I just wanted to uh, kind of answer or just talk a little more about property management uh, that Brennan or had a comment on that. Um, anytime I go into a new area, I, I typically count on property management uh, in terms of professional property management. But once I scale to a certain point, um, I try to get away from third-party property management as quick as I can. Uh, you're, you're, I don't care how nice they are. They benefit when there's turnover. They benefit when there's a need for repair. And I find that once you get to a certain scale, you're better off creating that in-house. And, and I find the best way to do that is having a partner who's on the ground and you know, scaling them up to where you're both on the same page, you know, and that you, there's a bit of a risk there because the best way to do that, honestly, is if you're partners and you have an equal share in the business and both have a reason to, you know, to do well. Um, and uh, that has what's worked out best for me is creating it yourself once you've gone to a certain scale. Yeah, that's a, a good way of getting the the incentives um, aligned so that you and the people you're working with have the same motivations. And yeah, as as you said, you kind of have cross purposes with with property management in in that regard. Yeah, it's more expensive now. I mean, obviously, having a partner costs me a lot more than ten percent of the rent. But I will tell you, I'm not the one getting calls in the middle of the night for a plumbing leak or some other issue. And I never want to have any problems with that. I, I've got hundreds of tenants and I've only met one in my whole life. 
So if you can get somebody else to take care of that, whether um, you're going to you're going to be able to scale more too. But uh, having quality partners on the ground, learning to let go of that entrepreneurial instinct of I have to do everything and feeling like you can't be cloned. You got to learn to let that go. And if you don't, you'll always work 60 hours and you'll always be limited with your growth. Yep. There's also and a component want, of that, guys, that I want to flag is, you know, you hear a lot of who, what happens if you get run over by a bus. When you are a person-centric business, if it is, even if it is a real estate business, but you're trying to build that lasting wealth, what happens if you step out and no one else knows your operational pieces? Um, so always a good idea to have some type of over, like not necessarily oversight, but someone who is also involved and knows what to do to take over if you are temporarily incapacitated or something happens. So uh, now, Mark, we've got about four minutes left. Do you want to just kind of open this up for any broad questions before we wrap it up? We, um, you know, I'm actually, I would like to talk to Chris just a little bit more about really quick, Chris, do you want to follow up on how do you find your partners, your local partners to handle that? Do you have a process for that as well? I, I do. Um, I don't know if I could do it in four minutes, um, but the, okay. <laughs> but because every fine. area is different, I don't have. Right. Uh, it really involves networking, being interested wherever you go, talk with people. I, I mean, I I had a guy. The most recent one was uh, the guy I rented a car from on the Big Island of Hawaii. Ends up being an engineer by trade and lives in a house and fixes it up with his family. And then they, and then they sell it. And, you know, I said, well, why don't do you ever think about doing more than one at a time? He's like, well, I don't know if I can, I don't have enough finances for it. Then, boom. I just started a business with him and I'm the one who finances it and he does all the work. And yeah. uh, so, you, you know, it, 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 it's really just about thinking about it 24 seven and whoever you're talking right. to, seeing if you can make something work. Right. And perhaps, looking for people in your area on bigger pockets or something might be a way to kind of flesh that out a little bit. Um, really quick, let's just raise hands quick. If there was a checklist on how to find property managers, or if there was a checklist on how to find financing, how many of you feel like you're missing a checklist and you're having to build this all from scratch yourself? Just raise your hand quick. Two, three, four. Okay. And then really quick, if you've taken a course on any of the things that we've talked about, whether that's finding property managers, getting financing, if you've done a web course or had some kind of training in this where you didn't build your own process, can you just type that into the chat so that people have access to that information? Uh, I'm not sure if there are those out there, but if there are any kind of training programs that you guys have gone through, that would be a good thing to share as well. Um, and then Megan, I think I'm probably, I'm good. You guys can, I don't know, you got two minutes left or whatever. So. Yeah, guys, we'll go ahead and open it up. If anybody has any last minute questions, let's throw them out now. Um, and if not, we'll go ahead and just kind of do the, the ending announcements and wrap it up here. So if you have a question, if you'll just throw your hand up, we'll get to you. All right. So first off, I want to thank Marks for joining us today. I hope you guys got a lot out of that and enjoyed it. Um, Liz has dropped a lot of valuable content and contact information here in the chat. So make sure you check it out. 
A um, couple notes that I just want to bring everyone's attention. Um, we were talking about this earlier in the call a little bit, but we are going to be launching new shows next week. So be on the lookout for those. Those are going to be investor profile specific. So if you are a short-term investor, Mondays are going to be your days. Long-terms are going to be on Tuesdays, et cetera. So we'll have the calendar and the links up there for that. Um, another thing to note, Royal Tax has moved. It is still on Tuesdays, but it is an hour earlier, or excuse me, an hour later. So we've got that Royal Tax change. That's going to be in the information there as well. Um, and as always, the best way for us to help you is to know exactly what you're involved in and know your circumstances. And so a great way to get plugged in there is to complete our quiz that allow us to get the assets to you that you really need. Any questions that come up, though, any, anything that comes up in the middle of the week or maybe outside of these calls when you think about it, feel free to hit our team up. We want to help you as much as we can. Um, and these videos, like I said, are always available for review. We've got the links there as well. Um, so check out this one. Check out some additional ones maybe you missed before. But really appreciate you guys always showing up. And um, I will leave the room open just for chat right now. We will formally close this out, though. But appreciate you guys being here today and hope everyone has a great week. Thanks, guys.